RadioInfluence.com. gave me a relaxation cassette. When my blood pressure gets too high, the man on the tape tells me to say, Serenity Now! Serenity Now! It's the MJ Morning Show podcast, and folks, your serenity is here. It's me, MJ, Todd Schnitt, along with Fester and Froggy, and my lovely wife, Michelle, joins me. Hey, guys, this morning, Michelle broke the news to me that Jerry Stiller had died. And, Michelle, this morning, you saw what on your feed? It was the top of my feed that Jerry Stiller had passed. So Michelle says to me, oh, first of all, you said you, you did that. Oh, no. I did. I and did. And then I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 what happened? What happened? And then she says that Jerry Stiller passed away at 92 years of age. And immediately I thought of the amazing picture that I took with Jerry Stiller five years ago, almost exactly five years ago. And Fester, you remembered that also from what, my Twitter feed back then? I remember you, I think it was when you first moved to New York and I was talking to you about once every other week and I was like, have you met anybody famous yet? And you're like, yeah, actually, I met Jerry Stiller on in front of his uh, apartment. You know what's weird is he's one of those guys that you just, he like lives forever. He's like, sort of seems like a vampire. Like he just, he's on TV every day. He was on King of Queens. He was on Seinfeld. He, he almost doesn't age. And now it's just like. It's almost like when G- if Jimmy Buffett dies, how I'm going to feel. It's going to be horrible. Well, I happen to agree with you about the Jerry Stiller thing. I do think he's like a national treasure. And I was thinking the same thing today, Froggy. Like he, and he will live forever because fortunately we have him on film through all of the things that he's been um, involved in, all of the projects. But uh, during our time, obviously, was Seinfeld and then King of Queens. And so we know him as that character, the same similar type of character. And, and fortunately, we can look at those things. I mean, he's, he's just one of the – I agree with Froggy. He'll he will live on in perpetuity that part was amazing the part of frank costanza george costanza's father on seinfeld i mean it was just so brilliantly played and then the bickering the arguing between the wife and i don't know who even played the wife on seinfeld do you remember what her name was uh, i thought it was estelle something estelle, but can i yeah, tell you the yeah. article that i read today it's yeah. funny that you say that because originally his character mr costanza was written to be a more um subdued oh. and um submissive kind of individual and he was the one i think who brought the the uh, personality and saying no it needs his yelling needs to match hers and he <laughs> he brought that character to to being what we know of it as today absolutely brilliant and then i retweeted folks you can see it on my twitter feed it's at todd schnitt at t-o-d-d-s-c-h-n-i-t-t you know also retweeted on the mj morning show twitter feed so you should be following me at todd schnitt on twitter at t-o-d-d-s-c-h-n-i-t-t on uh twitter it's at mj morning show and guys oh you're gonna love this guys before i forget i don't know how it wasn't taken but i was able just to grab mj morning show on Instagram. Did we never sign up for that and nobody stole that? Holy crap. <laughs> wow. Well, what a lucky break for us. <laughs> Is Instagram even around? Was it even around back then? I, I don't think Instagram was a thing back then, man. Well, Seriously. It, was, it was just starting, I think, is what it was. But we have officially, we have at MJ Morning Show on Instagram. So I'm pretty pumped up about that. Before we move on. Oh, and Michelle, coincidentally, yesterday... Jerry Stiller was a lawyer on that Law and Order marathon that you watch like every Sunday or Utivo. Yes, it, he was. He was a lawyer, and he played a you know a similar character, and but he was great. I mean, I I paused it for you to come and see. Yeah, what year was that Law and Order uh, episode from? Do you remember? I thought it was like 1991, actually. Oh, was that early? I think so. Holy crap! Yeah, Jerry Stiller was playing a lawyer on the was that the We Network? Is that it? Or it is the We Network? The, the We Network runs every Sunday the Law and Order marathon. So that was just kind of coincidental that he was in an episode on Sunday, and then we get news on Monday morning that he dies. It was kind of crazy, Fester. 1996 was the Law and Order hmm. episode. Oh, is that late? Really? Hmm. Uh, the Law and Order deadbeat episode. A man accused killing his deadbeat abusive ex-son-in-law. And uh, 1996. Was that it, Michelle? He probably did numerous oh. runs on uh, yes. Law and Order. 
Well, it's like every single actor in the world has been on Law and Order at some point. Anyway, Ben Stiller, who I, I like Ben Stiller. I think he comes across as a decent guy. Ben Stiller tweeted out on Monday morning, I'm sad to say that my father, Jerry Stiller, passed away from natural causes. He was a great dad and grandfather and the most dedicated husband to Anne for about 62 years. He'll be greatly missed. Love you, Dad. And the picture, real quickly, before we move on here, the picture of Jerry Stiller and me, it was taken, I think that was on West 84th Street and West End, And we had some friends from my daughter's soccer team who had an apartment in the same building as Jerry Stiller. And I was going up to the apartment and there was Jerry Stiller sitting outside and he did it quite frequently. The doorman kept a little chair for him in a closet. So whenever Jerry Stiller wanted to just sit out front in in, in front of the building in Manhattan, the doorman used to just get Jerry's chair and stick it right out front and he'd just sit Right in front of the building, he'd people watch. He would just sit there, and the exact date of the photograph that I took with Jerry Stiller, again, it's on my Twitter feed, at Todd Schnitt. I'll put it up at at MJ Morning Show on Twitter as well. That was taken on May 27th of 2015. Unbelievably, his wife, Ann Mira, she died only three days before I ran into Jerry and took that selfie with him, Fester. Yeah, I, I, re- I recall. You even you even uh, passed your condolences along to him, and he was grateful, and you guys had a really nice conversation. I just said, listen, dude, you're a genius. It just seemed to genuinely enjoy me praising him and telling him how amazing he was, but I meant every word of it because the guy was just incredible on Seinfeld and then King of Queens, and, I mean, everything that guy did was just absolutely fantastic so rest in peace the great jerry stiller the guy was just a gentleman he was nice and our condolences obviously to ben stiller for the loss of his father hey uh, michelle a couple of things sure uh why you have to bust my chops on the clam chowder that i made yesterday why are you, you kicking my butt on this stuff oh, it's the stinkiest nastiest food that i, I can't no. even imagine well I, no I, it's not it's not the stinkiest the stinkiest stuff is the stuff that you eat in the can i don't even know what that is i don't even want to know it the, just smells horribly the smoked oysters hold uh, on a second fester did you see the picture of my clam chowder or froggy did you see my clam chowder that i put i up saw on? i saw that vomit <laughs> <laughs> thank you froggy oh god it's not. It looks so gross, man. Right? There is nothing it was like. It was like bile. <laughs> no, it was... Yeah. Uh huh. No. <laughs> guys, like chunky bile. No, yeah. guys, the clam chowder is amazing. I bought a whole bunch of those huge cans. You know those fifty-one ounce cans of clams that you can get at like Costco or or Sam's Club. Yeah, like the kind that restaurants use to make twenty gallons of clam chowder. Exactly. So I got a couple of cans of those things, and I decided to make this clam chowder recipe that I got from a a restaurant tour friend of ours. We we had neighbors in Virginia Beach that owned this really famous uh, seafood restaurant in Virginia Beach called Henry Seafood back in the 70s and the 80s they gave me their famous clam chowder recipe i also have their world famous award-winning she crab soup recipe and i made the clam chowder yesterday and it's it's not a creamy clam chowder it's it's much lower calorie it's a clear broth clam chowder where it's only water clam juice the celery the onions uh, a ton of clams and uh, what else is in there what what i miss oh, oh bacon you got to fry a bacon and use the bacon fat and bacon chunks in there and then and salt and pepper and that's it and this thing is so freaking delicious i put a picture up on my twitter feed and and michelle you're just riding my ass the entire time while i'm making the clam chowder i haven't made this in a couple of years and you know how i love it so why are you busting my butt first of all it smells and it looks gross and second of all i have to clean up the mess so i'll tell you what when you take a picture of your delicious <laughs> dish that you made and you think you're posting that why don't you also take a picture of the mess that you made that i then have to go clean up before michelle leaves froggy and fester you told me this story actually just before I did the Schnitt show today, the, the kidney transplant story. This is crazy. Oh, right. This this is nuts. So don't get too specific, but it's, uh, okay. what do we say? It's A, a it's, very good friend of ours. It, it's a friend of ours. And Froggy Fester, listen to this story and give me your thoughts after I tell you about the transplant story with Michelle. Go ahead. So a friend of ours... Um, 
has a, a very good friend of his that is willing to donate a kidney. They know somebody who needs a kidney. This person has had both of their kidneys removed and he's on dialysis, but the, he's not a match for him. So I don't understand how this works, but I guess you sort of broker a kidney in that situation, right? So he has a friend who's willing to donate a kidney. It's not his match. But if there is somebody out there that this donor matches to, and then that person can bring a kidney forward and they can all kind of just, uh, you know, swap kidneys, right? So this was all scheduled. The surgery was scheduled to happen next week. And um, unfortunately, the recipient received a phone call today from the uh, facility there in town. I don't I don't know which one in town in Tampa would be doing this. But it was this, in it was in Tampa Bay, it was in right? Tampa Bay it, it's area. a hospital Correct. in Tampa Bay, area. Right. Okay. All right. And so that the person who was willing to donate the kidney to this friend of our friends um, had backed out because it was her daughter who was going to be receiving the kidney of um, the friend on our side uh, who was willing to donate it. And they don't disclose the reason why. They just say she backed out. But you know enough information about it. And I guess the fact of the matter was is that this friend who was willing to donate the kidney is gay. And they did not want a gay kidney. Right. So what did you hear that they're a religious family? They were very religious. It was a mother and daughter. The daughter needs the kidney. So the mother was a match for the friend of our friend. It gets gets very complicated. So she was going to donate her kidney to him. And then the person that he had brought forward who would be willing to donate a kidney was a match for her daughter. So her daughter was going to receive this individual's kidney. Who happens to be gay. Who happens to be gay. And And she didn't want a gay person's kidney. Right. Uh, that is. Cool. How does that even come up in the in the, in the interview or the well, dialogue? Okay, so I I asked the questions yeah. too, and so this is the deal. You know, you you don't get to disclose a lot of um of medical information. Um, however, apparently, if you are gay, you are required to disclose that, and that is one of the th- one of the details that gets passed on. I had no idea that I, was a thing, but I didn't either. So, how long is the daughter going to have to wait for a kidney now? I mean, a kidney is life saving in many ways. So, you're going to pass right. up a perfectly good kidney just because it came out of a gay person? I mean, come right, on! Right. And and the friend on our side is also now. Um, out of out of luck, waiting right. for a kidney. Yeah. It kind of snowballed here. It's a right. do, it's a domino effect per yes. se. And of course, all the organs, all the blood is tested, so you know right. there's no disease, there's no HIV, there's no. We are he- so past that. There's right? no hepatitis. I mean, it's all right. fully tested, but just I guess from an ideological standpoint, didn't want the gay person's kidney, which to me is just insane. Right. So now two people are going to be without a kidney or be back on yeah. the transplant list waiting for kidneys. Yeah, that, Awful. That's, that's really off. That's so sad. That yeah. sucks. Hey, Frog, you sent me a text earlier today that he bought Kim, his wife, one of the Peloton online exercise bikes. Froggy, she digging it or what? Well, here's the thing. It, it's back ordered, so it's going to be here in a couple of weeks. Oh. But I didn't before I bought it, I didn't realize that she could like watch guys working out with her like what i didn't know you could can she link up with the real guys who are like shirtless and work out with them that's what i need to know (laughs) hold on man i thought you would have the gift for her there for mother's day so it's on back when did you try to order it like on friday no, no, like a week ago. (laughs) Because she didn't she she there's like another bike that's like a cheaper version. Yep. But I said, you know, get the get the Peloton, you know, not knowing that she's going to be working out with Sven, who's going to be like naked and riding a bike <laughs> no, he's not, with her. He's not so be- I, I, I've been looking online and I don't understand. How does it work? Is it is she going to be working out with guys? All right, now, hold on. Let me explain to you for a second here. because I, I having- will send that bitch back. <laughs> I'm having- Do not send it back. She's going to love it. I'm having yeah. Michelle hang out for a minute here because, Michelle, you have been to the actual Peloton Studios in New York, which you're in the room where the transmission is going out worldwide. So you've been in classes that are being transmitted to folks that are on their bikes at home, wherever the hell they are, right? Right. So once she has the bike and the classes get back up to being live again, because I think they've um, furloughed that that arrangement. They don't have any... They don't have the... uh, the instructors going into yeah, the somebody, studio. Yeah, somebody tested positive right. in the studio, so they shut down the people going Done. to... Yeah, well, that was going to end anyway because of the 
no more than 10 people in a room in New York, and, and these businesses were shut down anyway. No, but they did have instructors going in there and filming new classes, oh, but then oh, they stopped oh, because right. the person so, got COVID. Oh, so with no customers students. in there. They, yeah. No, yeah, no students. They were doing just the instructors, right. and then they shut down the they instructors also yeah. because of that. Anyway, explain to Froggy how this works. They record the session. You can log in while it's live and being recorded because when I was in the, in the studio, the instructor was calling out to the people who were logged in from across the country. So somebody in Colorado could be on the class and she'd be like, you know, hey, uh, sexy mama number 67. Uh, good, good job. You've got you know what? Whatever they tell them. They, and who's the instructor that you what? love? Oh, the, you, Robin. You, she's fantastic. But they all are really good. But she's the one that's prominently featured, and she's on the commercials. And I think she might have something to do with the startup of the business as yeah, well. She's like yeah. the ambassador for the business. Because she was like a lawyer that right. got, got sick of the legal profession and then Done. joined yep. Peloton. Yep. And now when they went public, she probably made like hundreds of millions of dollars Hopefully. or something. I hope yeah. she did. So this is the deal. She can sign up. And then you get to log in and do a class live with the person or you can um, you have the the subscription. And so you can log in and do a class at any time at your convenience. Michelle, here's the deal. Froggy is worried about his wife, Kim, getting attracted to these hunky, sweaty males that are also in the class. So let's cut to the chase. Froggy's worried about Kim oogling over uh, hot guys. No, he ought to be worried, first of all. And second of (laughs) all, that's why I like going. And third of all, I'm mad at you now for not getting me one. (laughs) Wait a minute. So you're telling me that she can get on a bicycle Uh and ride it with a, a, a workout trainer in New York City? Oh, she and they can, can look at each other? Yes, she can get on a bicycle and she can ride it while she's looking at a hot male riding a bicycle <laughs> on the other side. Yes, Froggy. Yeah. All right. Just it, not, not, hold on. Is there a camera in Froggy's house where this guy can look at Kim? Uh, I don't believe it. No, I don't believe so. <laughs> okay, so, okay that's what Froggy's worried about, like a little voyeuristic cam act. No, but I also be on a bike. Froggy, what are you worried about, Kim? Like, like flashing the guy, dropping her tube top or something, or what? No, but I just don't know how I feel about her riding the bicycle. You know, with some muscle-bound freak getting her all pumped up. <laughs> And then she could choose a bunch of them, right? Because she choose numerous ones. Michelle, let me ask you, who's your favorite male uh, Peloton trainer? Oh, I don't know. I've been to a couple of different classes, and it really, you know, it just depends. They're all hot. They're all great. Oh, great. They're all, I mean, oh, great. So now, now I got to hear this, right? Yeah, great. <laughs> you should be worried about Michelle taking the live classes. Forget the train. I mean, the, the bike video. Yeah. And the reason why they're back ordered, I'm sure, is oh. because uh, didn't we read that their sales because of COVID-19 and the quarantine, the Peloton sales are going through the roof so they probably can't make these damn things fast enough they can't they're great though i mean it's a great product but i knew that if i brought this up that you're gonna ride my ass and say well even you got me a peloton bike so i knew that i was at risk for that but but you you on my list of things to say to you for the next you know 48 hours every minute all right guys say say goodbye to michelle she's gonna leave the podcast now goodbye michelle bye guys see you go Love to watch you leave. Yeah, I might call you back a little later. Hey, Froggy, so what was the one job that I gave you to do between last podcast and this one? Don't even remind him, MJ. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen, so let it go. Oh, my God. Guys, I got a special announcement. Shut up. No, you don't. Come in here, Keenan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? It's Keenan. Keenan hey. Thompson from Saturday Night Live. Hey, hey Keenan. I'm not gonna go. I'm not I'm not gonna do it, so stop asking me. You sent me a picture. You're like a No, 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 I'm, no I'm talking about this. I am talking about this. So wait a minute. Froggy stop, will not stop, attempt no on, no, I'm talking about this. Froggy will not attempt to make contact with Keenan Thompson from Saturday Night Live, who literally his house is right across the canal from Froggy's house. Like the backyards are, what, 50 yards tops across from each other? 
Uh, Froggy's house looks right into the backyard of Keenan Thompson's house. And, of course, Keenan, during quarantine, he's doing all of his SNL. They did their last, uh, what, season finale, live SNL at home deal uh, from... Uh, their homes on Saturday, and Keenan again was at his Tampa home. And Froggy, I'm not going to ignore this. So Froggy can't get a message to Keenan, can't figure out a way to say, hey, Keenan, I'm your neighbor. Would you come on the MJ Morning Show podcast and say hello? But Froggy sends me a picture of three women in bikinis poolside in Keenan's backyard. So Froggy is that close to send me a picture from Keenan's backyard from his dock across the way, but he can't make contact with Keenan. Oh, is that what you didn't want me to talk about, Froggy? I thought I could just send that to you. Yeah. And you would just be like, oh, that's cool. Um, but I see that's probably a bad idea to bring that up that you said that that's probably something you should take out of the podcast. I'm not taking absolutely not. Why would I take that? Why would I edit that out of the podcast? I mean, it's the truth. You you won't contact Keenan to get him on the podcast, but you're taking pictures of of women in his backyard. I'm sure one of them is Keenan's wife in a freaking bikini. Hang on, I'm gonna bring up the text right now. Let me scroll. <laughs> to, let me scroll. To, oh, here it is. And I'm looking at it right now. One, two, three women in, in bikinis, literally poolside at Keenan's place. That's weird. I didn't see that. I was taking a picture of my neighbor's kayak that he went to sell me. <laughs> oh, and, Did you see that? Yeah. So I don't know if there was women in the background or not. I'm not looking at the women. I'm not a creep. I was taking a picture of the ocean kayak, obviously, that's in the picture. Is that Keenan in the picture as well? Pastor, I don't know what picture you're talking about. It's it's a picture of a kayak. <laughs> If Keenan's in the background with three amazing asses, it has nothing to do with me. I don't even think he's that funny. How does he get all that ass? Oh, my God. Oh, boy. What's up with that, right? What's up with that? What's up with that? Ladies and gentlemen, an MJ Morning Show podcast public service announcement. You'd think that we wouldn't have to bring this up and tell you not to do this, but obviously there are complete morons in the news out there, and I would like to thank this lady at least for some content and some audio, but I don't encourage people to tie up the 911 system with uh, a call like this when there are real emergencies. It's out of Port Clinton, Ohio. A woman, a 50-year-old woman named Katrina Morgan, called the Port Clinton Police Department about a week ago. It was a Saturday night, and she calls up to say that her uh, female uh, genitalia, her P-word, was on fire, and they needed to send over a fireman to put it out with his hose. Oh, so she's a romantic. <laughs> right? It, it's a pickup line. I mean, am I, it sounds like doing. one. She's <sighs> trying to get a couple of firefighters over here to the party. And hey, boys. <laughs> She called from the home of a friend. Listen, when you call 911, even if you don't give your name and address, they know. They know where you are. With landlines, they absolutely know where you are. And now they've got all the enhanced 911 systems where in a lot of cases, but not all, they can even pinpoint you with a cell phone. That's why I've always said that I always like to have a landline in the house as well as a cell phone. Because in an emergency, if you can only dial 911 and then you collapse, at least they know where to send the police, the fire, the rescue. But at least the cellular pinpointing is getting better but i don't think it's 100 percent yet so i gotta play this audio here she calls up she says her crotch is on fire her vajayj her lady part she uses the the p word rhymes with wussy i'm just uncomfortable using the word so uh, i shall not but i guess you could have a dog or a pussy cat but I, I guess i could say that that's all right here's the audio this is the idiotic katrina morgan calling this Port Clinton 911 calling the fire department to report her crotch fire. Listen. 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 Hello? Hi, Port Clinton Police. Yes, I need the fire department, please, because my is on fire. I need to make sure that hose is working. Hello? Is there hose? She's like screaming. I need to make sure their hose is a working. Working hoses. Let me play the rest here. What is on fire? I need the fire department because my is on fire and I need somebody to come put it out with their hose. Okay, I need the um address. 
And then she hangs up. So the dispatcher says, I need the address. And clearly they they probably, I don't know if it, it sounded like it was a cell phone. So they might not have had the exact address. So she's asking for the address. But they must have been able to pinpoint it fairly well because the cops ended up going to the house and arresting the lady. So they hang up the first time. The dispatcher calls back because they know what phone number you're calling from. So if there's a 911 hang up, they've got the caller ID. So the dispatcher calls back and... Here it is, second part of the call. I'm at Courtney Lolly's house, and I need you to come put my out because it is on fire. I'm at Courtney Lolly's house, and I need you to put my bleep out because it's on fire. That's right. Where's Courtney Lolly live? <laughs> Where's Courtney Lawley live? Anyway, they did track him down. The cops showed up. She was arrested. She was charged with making a false alarm. She was charged with disrupting public services. Uh, she was charged with a felony. So the disrupting public services and calling 911 to tell them that your vajayjay, that your crotch is on fire and you need the fireman to bring his hose over to put it out, that is worth a good old felony, Fester and Froggy. Am I the only one that... Is kind of attracted to her. I mean, she sounds like a good time. <laughs> I haven't seen yeah. her mugshot well, or anything. Guess but what? It sounds like she's yeah. ready for anything. Hey, guys, <laughs> since we're not in the same studio because of COVID-19 and we're on Skype, I'm going to hold up the picture of her mugshot, Froggy, to the oh. camera. So you're in luck. You get to see. You get to see Katrina Morgan right now. Are you ready? Oh, give me Katrina now. I'm sure she's so hot. Remember Katrina in the waves walking on sunshine? <laughs> I'm walking on sunshine. See if you're walking on sunshine with Katrina Morgan. Are you ready? Here we go. And here it is, Froggy. Oh, yeah, put oh a little- walking on. Walking on moonshine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm walking on moonshine. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> Backwoods awful. There she, I'm not that mad at her. There she is, ladies and gentlemen. Even if you're blasted out of your freaking mind, folks, do not call 911 with a bogus crap because they will arrest you. Hey, speaking of crazy folks, Froggy, what happened in your neighborhood? You ran into some homeless woman that does she hang out in your neighborhood and you tried to help her out and then she went all crazy on your ass or what happened? It's a woman that's been in front of she lives on the street in front of my neighborhood. Literally, she lives on the sidewalk. Everybody knows everybody sees her every day. She's gone off on a few people and I I came across her and it was pouring rain. Someday last week it was raining and I felt bad for her. She has a blue chair on the sidewalk on a huge road in Tampa, just sitting there every day, a middle-aged woman, you know? And so I, I was like, oh my gosh, it's raining. I'm, I, I don't know why, what's going on with me, but I feel like I have to be nice for a second and help this woman. You know, I don't know, give her some shelter, take her somewhere, maybe. I don't know. And so I, I, I right, so let me get this straight. The typical heartless froggy, decides to help this homeless woman out, which I think is a nice thing to do. Help the homeless. Don't make fun of the homeless. Froggy, who is the last person that I would ever expect to help anybody, you decide that some goodness came over your heart that day, and you decide to help the lady out, so you stop in the pouring rain, and would you pull next door? What what happened? No, I pulled over the side of the road. I put my hazards on, and I've seen numerous people... I guess she takes a liking to some people because they could pull over and talk to her. They give her food. But she's been in front of our neighborhood for like three years. Is this like off a of memorial? Yeah, yeah. It's it's right there. Okay. And I'm sure thousands of people know about this woman. And I pull over and I go, you know what? I'm going to be one of the nice guys. I'm going to help this woman. You know? So I pull up with the hazards light on. And they go, excuse me. Do you need a ride somewhere? Would you like some shelter? Because – it's pouring rain. She's sitting on a sidewalk in a chair. Just like, I don't know if she's crazy or what. There's something going on that she's just sitting there. Right. And I'm like, I'm going to be nice. And she screams at me immediately. Can I scream? I don't know if my mic's going to yeah, break Yeah, well, up, let's give it goes, a whirl. Uh, why don't you demonstrate what she said to you exactly? So give us the full effect. Devil, stay back! So <laughs> she read you right away. <laughs> she screamed, devil, stay back at me. Over and over again (laughs) until I got so freaked out 
that I pulled away and left. Now, I've seen her go off on one other guy in front of the Home Depot parking lot. <laughs> but and I've, I thought that that was a few years ago. I thought that maybe she had a bad day. But I've also seen other people in the neighborhood help her out. And I thought that I could be one of those people. She starts calling me the devil, screaming, stay back, which I sort of understand. But the <laughs> devil part, I mean, come on, what are you doing? Devil. Give, say it again. Let me hear how she said it one more time. Go ahead. She goes, devil, stay back. <laughs> devil, stay back. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this woman's like, I don't know what she's going to do. So I said, you know what? I'm out of here. I, I tried. I was willing to let her sit in my truck while it was raining. Oh, wow. Froggy, you were going to let her sit in your truck? I thought maybe you'd roll down the window, offer her a poncho, a plastic bag. Froggy, what's come over you? Do you have a head injury? What? What's happened? Froggy being compassionate? Froggy, what's the deal? No, I just, you know, I feel bad it was pouring. You know how miserable that is? And I do have a steak knife that I keep in my like next to me in my car. So if, in case anything happens, you know I'm prepared. A uh, steak knife, like what? In case you go to the sizzler or something? Yeah, yeah. They carry. No, yeah. We, I, I'll they tell you what. That that'd be great for the health of the future of the MJ Morning Show podcast. Froggy stabs a homeless lady in his truck with a steak knife that he happened to have in the side pocket door of the uh, the center console. Yeah. Great. It's exactly. It's in the side pocket door. But listen, you know, obviously I'm not appreciated if I'm going to be called the devil and stay back. So you know what? She could sit out there in the rain next time for all I care. I tried. I tried. You tried. You tried. Good for you. Devil, stay back. Evil spirits come out. Oh, guys, you know what really affected me this week? Did you hear that Sweet Tomatoes on Dale Mabry's closing? You were the first person I thought of when I saw that. Oh, my. Every one of them's closing. Every one, right? Coronavirus thing must have really did them in. And you know what's a huge concern? After this is over, how long is it going to take for, like, buffets or restaurants that have buffets or big salad bars, how long is it going to take for them to get back in business? You know, I could see where you can survive because you have the sneeze guards and maybe you'd have to give everybody their own tongue and their own big spoon to use. That's worse. Why is That's that even worse? Why is that worse? Because I'm just scooping out. What if you lick the spoon? I mean, that's even, no, that's you, know, you, don't, you don't lick the spoon. So when you get your tray and your plate, you also have to get your own tongs and your own big spoon, and then you turn it in. Let's say at the cashier, okay. and then All if right, you, then sense. if you go back, you got to get a brand new one. So I could see a way to survive. But man, this is so awful. You know, we would go to Sweet Tomatoes on Dale Mabry, the more southern one. I know. Do they still have the one up near Carrollwood? Is that still up there as well? But There's I, one in Carrollwood. Yeah. There's also one closer to the interstate. Right. So the one that we went to for years, I mean, before my kids were born, we've been going to the Sweet Tomatoes since 1994, the one right in front of Home Depot, right at I-275 and, and Dale Mabry. And then I saw the news that Sweet Tomatoes and Soup Plantation, that's the parent company, they're closing down every single location, almost 100 locations it's 42 years old, and I used to go to, when I lived in Los Angeles back in 1989-1991, I used to go to a soup plantation on Wilshire Boulevard as you were heading toward Beverly Hills out of Hollywood, and I used to love the place. And then in Tampa, we went to Sweet Tomatoes all the time on Dale Maybe I don't know what my buddy Jeffrey's going to do. Jeffrey's been working at Sweet Tomatoes for like 30 years. What about Ruby Tuesday? Is her salad bar going to go? Like, or is this the end of Chinese buffets and salad bars? I don't know. Fester's about to break down and cry. Look at <laughs> Fester, you okay? <laughs> I really never thought of it like this. My wife and I were talking about, hey, this would be a really great time to book a trip to Vegas. And I was like, yeah, it would be because everything's like dirt cheap right now. And then I'm like, wait, all the buffets are closed. And she's like, so? And I'm like, what the F do you mean? So it's the best reason to go to Vegas is the buffets. I think Vegas is closed. They're saying that the toll that the coronavirus pandemic has caused is the sole reason for the chain going out of business. John Haywood, who is the chief executive of the restaurant's parent company, Garden Fresh, told the Washington Post after federal health authorities recommended halting buffet-style service, Haywood said that he and the owner, Perpetual Capital Partners, simply did not see a viable path forward for a restaurant built entirely around the buffet concept. What about the Golden Corral? It's one of my favorite places. 
oh. the chocolate fountain, the, the fried shrimp. Forget it. You're right. Golden Corral, they operate on this whole buffet thing. You're, oh, the breaded shrimp, the steak, all the macaroni and cheese. Holy crap. Yeah, but they have a fountain that you can hold your fruit on. Yeah, the, the chocolate, chocolate fountain. The chocolate fountain. That's now the Corona fountain. <laughs> no, no. Froggy, it's not limited to fruit. <laughs> well, you, you put your chicken on your Well, hang on. So Fester's about to say you can put whatever you want in the chocolate fountain. And I'm, I'm sure there's some penis joke coming here. No. No, I was, I was thinking fried shrimp, you perv. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I don't know. What's the difference? I don't know. I don't know what the hell you're putting under the chocolate the fountain. Froggy? But this is, guys, this is so sad about the sweet tomatoes. I mean, I can't tell you how many times that Michelle and I, before kids were there, how many times we went with Chloe and Julian. We've been to the sweet tomatoes on Dale, maybe like uh, hundreds of times over the years. Oh, I love I, that place. I feel bad for the people. I mean, the, 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 people, the hardworking people who probably aren't making a king's ransom working there are screwed. That's why I feel bad for it. Oh, Boy, uh, what a shame. Hey, folks, you know, you can get a hold of us here at the MJ Morning Show podcast. Remember, multiple ways to contact. You can send email. And again, I love all the email we're getting. I appreciate it. I don't know if we're going to have time for email bag this week, but I'll get email and voicemail on for next week. I'm just I'm so backlogged. We got so much stuff to do. But send us email. We're reading every bit of email. We're incorporating suggestions into the show. We just love to hear from you, the audience what you remember, what you'd like to hear, comments, questions. People are reminding me of bits that I've forgotten about. It's awesome. So please send us email, communicate with us. Just send it to mj at mjmorningshow.com. So that's for email, mj at mjmorningshow.com. We also have the MJ Morning Show phone line, our hotline set up, so you can call and leave a voicemail message. You can send us a text as well, and the phone number is 813-467-6290, 813-467-6290, and of course, the website, mjmorningshow.com, for all the details on this podcast and all of the back podcasts, we've got 20-some-odd podcasts, folks, that you might not have even heard yet. So go back and listen. Scroll down, and you can have uh, all the other podcasts at your fingertips. You can play right on your screen, or you can subscribe and download on Apple Podcasts and iHeart and Stitcher and Google Play. We're on most of the major podcasts, uh, all the different ways to connect I'll give you my Twitter account again and Instagram at the end of the podcast, so stand by. Hey, Fester, come a little closer to the podcast camera. Yeah, 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 closer. Clo- what the? I thought I saw something weird. What the hell is going on with your face? Don't even get me started. I made a terrible mistake. What is Talk- going on with your face? Come close Talk- one more time. Let me see that. What What are this? It's yeah. like scabs. It's right here. What, what is that? It's Dude, also that's right gross. here. And it's right here. Yeah. I talked to my wife. I got, I got this little like little bumps on my face. So I mentioned to my wife, hey, I may want to see like a skin person and get like microdermabrasion. She goes, well, you can't do that now. They're all closed down. And she goes, oh, don't worry. I know what to do. And she picked the crap out of my face. And my face feels like chopped meat. And she's laughing the whole time. She's like, oh, it's, it's like your very own Dr. Pimple Popper here, uh, quarantine edition. But she oh. tore me up. Oh, my whole face is raw. So wait a minute. You wanted to go to a professional when the time is right to get microdermabrasion. I don't even know what that is, but it sounds like it's what I need. No, they do. it's a procedure. You go to like a, a plastic surgeon or you got those skin clinics. And I know I, I know women that, that swear by it. You go to the right person. If they got the right equipment, the microdermabrasion works very well. So your wife says, no, I'll take care of the bumps. And then she... What she's like pimple popping you and, and she's left all those scars all over your face now? She she pulls out this whole medieval set of tiny little metal sticks with little wire loops at the end of it and starts hacking and popping away. And I'm like, ah and my I, I look in the mirror, my face is a bloody chopped up mess. What are you gonna do? That's gonna scar permanently, maybe. Look at this crap. How long was she squeezing? Did she use pliers? What she? What? It looks like she used needle nose pliers to squeeze the crap out of your face. It looks like little dental equipment. It's like my. little metal sticks with little wire loops on it, and she's what like, the? <laughs> "My and God!" Like, 
how did she make your face look so fat? That was me. It's, it's swollen. Yeah, that, it's swollen hey, from the trauma. Froggy, that was a pre-existing condition. I so <laughs> so no, seriously. No, I'm serious, dude. You might have to go for reconstructive surgery now to get the the damage fix that she did to your face. Fester, it I looks like not. I'm not kidding. The one on your nose looks like early onset MRSA. <laughs> what? It's look fresh. at it. It's still fresh. I mean, look at it, guys. It's still fresh right here. That's how you get MRSA. You let your wife pick at your face. Yeah, right there. Oh, look at the ew. I know. I know. It's like she used the, the equipment that you get at Red Lobster to pick the crab and the, <laughs> and the lobster out of the shell. You, if I showed you the, 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 the tool she has for picking zits, and she's like, oh, I... And she ordered it like a couple of months ago online. And she says, I couldn't wait to use this on you. <laughs> and then she says, I was waiting to use this on your back. And I'm like, oh, what? She kept that from me? And she's been watching Dr. Pimple Popper. I caught her watching a marathon of Dr. Pimple Popper. Oh she my is God. totally into this. I've seen that a few times accidentally. And all I can say is make sure you're not eating a big tub of Cozy Shack vanilla or, or, <laughs> or, rice or, or rice pudding whenever you're watching <laughs> Dr. Pimple Popper. She's totally into it. One of her favorite shows. Ugh. There's like 45 of them on demand right now. And we're stuck here at the house. She watches a whole marathon of Dr. Pimple Poppers. I tell her I want to get something looked at on my face. She got all kinds of excited. Right. Has anyone figured out how you pronounce Elon Musk's new baby's name? Has anyone figured? You know, I kind of tune Elon Musk out. I mean, the guy is out of his mind. He goes for a couple of months and you think he's brilliant. He's a genius. And then he says something like, you know, Tesla's overvalued and he tanks their <laughs> stock to the tune of like $14 billion. I mean, the guy is, I don't know whether he's on medication and the dose wears out or he doesn't get a, res a prescription refill. I don't know what's going on, but I don't pay much attention to Elon Musk. So he has this new baby and it's uh, it's like worse than, remember when Prince back in the day changed his name to that unpronounceable symbol? It was just the, the, the symbol for Prince. May, it was that thing, yeah, yes. May he rest in peace, man. I love Prince, man. I Oh, God, I love Prince. Anyway, so Elon Musk, they come up with this AEX. What? Fester, do you have any idea what they're doing? No, it's. It, I tried to read the explanation. Like, uh, part of it is named after a, a fighter jet and something else. But it's. It's. I can't even physically make my mouth pronounce this name. No, no, it wasn't. No, 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 it's not a fighter jet. It's the the high altitude aircraft surveillance plane. It's it's the spy plane. They, okay. It's the SR seventy one. But I think the wife made a mistake and and she called it the SR seventeen when in fact it's it's the S oh. it's the SR seventy one. But the kid's name is X and then the A and the E put together. Then like A dash twelve. And it's like an, it's a Star Wars name. I don't know what his name is. R two D two for Christ's sake. What are you doing to the poor kid? I mean, God, just give him you know name him like Zach, something simple. All right, so Matt. I'm I'm not that into Elon Musk, obviously. So I didn't do any research to find out how the hell you pronounce the name, but. Uh, apparently, the wife tweeted the X signifies the unknown variable. Okay, the X factor, or you know, X if you're you know, doing an algebraic equation. So X signifies the unknown variable. This was a tweet, and then the AE is her Elven spelling of AI, love and/or artificial intelligence. A12 is a reference to the couple's favorite aircraft, the SR17, but that was wrong because. Apparently, Elon Musk likes the SR-71, so I, I think that she transposed SR-17 with SR-71, so then Elon Musk had to correct her and say, no, honey, it's the SR-71, the, you know, the Blackbird. couple of things before we get out of here today, including a classic crotchety old man called Milton Fludge Cow's back. Which one are we going to play? Stand by, minutes away. Fester, Froggy, all I can say is that Wells Fargo is sure as hell lucky that you guys didn't find this misplaced, what, 120-something grand? Yeah, I saw this story out of New Mexico. Yeah. They are some lucky sums of bitches. Yeah. Froggy and I didn't find this bag of cash. First of all, who the hell 
at a bank or armored car company. Who leaves a bag with a hundred and something thousand dollars outside next to an AT? This is insane. And again, yes, uh, this bank is very lucky that Froggy and Fester did not find this money because I'm not confident that you guys would actually do the right thing here. The story is Jose Nunez Romaniz was going to the bank to deposit money so he could buy socks online for his grandfather. And then he sees this huge clear bag filled with cash next to this ATM in Albuquerque. He said, when I first saw it, I kind of stared at it for a few seconds, not knowing what to do. Mr. Nunez said of his discovery, this is back on May the 3rd, according to the New York Times, I was very shocked. I've never seen so much money. This kid, this teenager, you know, is really a young adult. It's uh, you know, The guy's 19 years old, so it's not like he's like yeah. 13 or 14. So this Nunez uh, guy, 19 years old, he's a criminal justice student, which probably says a lot, at Central New Mexico Community College. And he said that the shock then wore off. And he took a picture of the bag. He said he noticed the tag on the outside of the bag said that it had $60,000 in $20 bills. The cops later counted an additional 75000 in $50 bills. My God. And he said it never even dawned on him to keep any of this. It was on a Saturday. And he first thought about calling the toll-free number on the Wells Fargo ATM, but instead he called 911. Is this amazing? So the cops show up, they take possession of the cash. I mean, what a good young man. So what What was it? How much was it? $135,000 or so? What was it? What was a the total? A lot here? of money. So six, lot. 60 and uh, 75, yeah, $135,000. Enough for if that was my kid, I'd smack him right in the head if he told me he gave that back. <laughs> Here's the thing. That's what I'm talking he had about. no choice. He had no choice because if it's right by the ATM, then he's on that camera. He's on the camera footage. They would have found that money. They would have found him. I think you have a point, but it sounds like this kid didn't even think about that. He didn't like, oh, my God, you know, these banks on the outside near the ATMs, they have these surveillance cameras. They're going to know. He didn't think about it. This kid was going to do the right thing from the beginning. $135,000. Anyway, he got a reward. Uh, Mr. Nunez said he already got a plaque, gift cards, sports gear, a $500 scholarship from an electric company apparently a $500 <laughs> scholarship and a plaque wow. free Great. lunch for a week at the cafeteria thanks not the buffet when uh, <laughs> the cops in Albuquerque learned that he was studying criminal justice they wanted to know if he wanted to pursue a career in law enforcement after he graduates and they invited him to apply at the Albuquerque Police Department Oh, God. you know, this kid thinks he's a he's a cop already. That's a great story with a nice, happy ending. Yeah. What would have been great is if I would have found the money and I would have run. Yeah, I could see you running at 385 pounds. Yeah, I want to see you run away with a, a big wad of cash. We're driving, bro. We're not running. We're driving my pickup. I got a spot for you. All right, guys, you guys are like total complete cretins. Uh, Let's wrap up this MJ Morning Show podcast with a classic crotchety. This is Milton Fludgecow applying for the pizza delivery driver. Oh, thank God you answered. Let me speak to the craphead manager. This is the manager. You don't have to speak to me like this. I saw you're adding the paper for a pizza delivery driver, and I'm coming down right now to take the job. As a condition of my parole, I must be employed by 6 o'clock this evening, so I'm coming over right now. I'm in the car. I'll be there in just a few minutes. Get the hell out of the way! Jackass! Get the hell out of the way or I'll smash you! Calm down. What's your driving record like? Well... I've got a problem with the driving record. Do you require a DMV transcript? Definitely. Well, I figure it's about time that I'm upfront and honest so we can start this relationship off on a good foot. Well, why don't we do this over the phone? Why don't you read me some of your problems that you got and I'll well, see if you qualify. Right now I have a suspended driver's license for three DUIs. We can't hire you with that. Well, I have a license. Well, that's not it. Why don't you grab a piece of paper and a pencil and write this stuff down? All right, I've got three DUIs. 
Mike, we got a guy on the phone that wants to apply for a driver. He's got three DUIs. Go ahead, sorry. I've got 200 unpaid parking and speeding tickets. <laughs> We're not going to hire you, but go ahead. Also, I have several reckless driving tickets. And I... Reckless driver records, three DUIs. But that's not the worst of it. I, I have a felony hit and run after bashing my car through a church picnic and dragging a nun under my car for three miles. You dragged a nun under your car for three miles? Yes, that was vehicular homicide, but all those days of road rage are behind me. Hey, you son of a bitch! Get out of the way! Move that piece of crap! What, what kind of a moron are you? That's it, I'm gonna ram you! Ramming car in front of me, he won't get out of the way! Get out of the way! Get out of the way! Oh, you are drunk, man? You alright? Oh, that brings up a good point. Do I have to take a drug test? Uh, yes, you do. No, there's no drug test. I will pass on that one. You'll have to waive the drug test for this particular employment application. Sounds like you're on drugs right now. Oh, really funny. You think you're a stinking comedian? Get out of the way! I got another moron! Get out of the way, you jacket! Get out of the... That's it, I'm gonna sideswipe you. How do you like your fancy schmancy BMW now, you loser? Get out of the way! Get out of the way! I can get the pizzas there in 30 minutes or less. Listen, you're not going to be delivering pizzas for a second. Oh, crap! I, I got the cops behind me now! Oh, my God! I'm being chased by the cops! Can you hear the police sirens? Yeah. I feel like I'm in world's scariest police chases six! Hold on! Gotta shake the cops! Gotta put the pedal to the metal! Okay, I lost the cops! I'm coming down there right now to apply for the job! I'm gonna be delivering pizzas in 15 minutes for you! If you come down here, I'm gonna call the police as soon as you get here. No, are you threatening me? Listen here, minimum wage pizza boy! I'm gonna come down there and jam three pepperoni pizzas up your... Pizza putts! Hello! Hello! The reckless pizza guy, crotchety old man call. It's the MJ Morning Show podcast, folks. Again, get a hold of us on Twitter. I'm at Todd Schnitt. Give me a follow at T-O-D-D-S-C-H-N-I-T-T. On Instagram, I'm at Certified Todd Schnitt. Love to get voicemail and texts from you. Our hotline number is 813-467-6290. Send email MJ at MJMorningShow.com. And of course, the website is MJMorningShow.com for all the information. So download and subscribe and spread the word. If you could, tell everyone you know that the MJ Morning Show is back with new episodes every single Tuesday and send them to the website. That's where all the information is, all the back episodes, all the ways to listen, all the different platforms mjmorningshow.com thanks folks we'll see you next time the mj morning show i'm jerry petock ceo of radio influence i just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast there are a lot of people behind the scenes here at radio influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out if you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out radioinfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com.